the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yes, indeedy, it's all mine on this Taco Tuesday. Insert Taco Tuesday crunch here. Yeah, the crack AK team giving you some live sound effects there. <laughs> Whew, it's a hot one in here in the studio tonight, and not and not just in the lineup of a great show that we have for you guys tonight. We got back Jesse Jane Duff, also known as JJD, as we call her around here, America's favorite gunnery sergeant. She's going to be here here to talk about a couple of things. Primarily, did y'all hear about a little plan of the Biden administration to give about $8 billion to the Taliban? Say what? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so we've got Jesse Jane Duff is going to be here to get her unique military perspective on that. And I also might have to ask her for to her to weigh in on that little tiny Fauci, because I just can't wait. I, I, you know, when I have Jesse Jane Duff on JJD, she's just such a firebrand. She's such a firecracker. I almost want to keep her around the whole two hours just and, and you know, she's like a wind up doll. I could just sit here and give myself a manicure, a mani petty, and just let her go. Right. So anyway, stay tuned for JJD. She's going to be here at the bottom half of the hour. And later on, second hour, I don't usually tease out hour two, but I'm actually super excited tonight to have our 7 p.m. guest with us. It's actually a filmmaker tonight who's a filmmaker, podcaster. He's also a candidate, and he is an African-American conservative. This man is just, talk about an energizer bunny, right? Darius Mayfield, his documentary, Crisis at the Border, is released today. And yeah, we got a crisis. Crisis at the border, Houston, Texas, America, we got a problem. And so he's going to be here to tell you guys all about his experience down there, including the fact that he says he was poisoned by a restaurant down there as he was documenting what was going on. So definitely stay tuned for Darius Mayfield later on in tonight's show. Of course, um, this man needs no introduction. Never one to be poisoned by a tater. I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. I have my veto pen drawn and ready, and I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. And I want you to stay calm, Andrea, because mm-hmm. my close friend, no, he's not my close friend, but um, Mitch McConnell has said our democracy is just fine. Of course he has. He pulled He's pulled his little head out, stuck it out from out that shell. That little turtle looked around and said, no, I don't see no, I don't see no election fraud. Or my shell. No, I don't see no election fraud. Yeah, we're going to talk about Mitch McConnell a little bit later. It is primary night down in Florida, and we're going to, we're going to talk about Top Gov in a moment, in a moment. So we all know who the Top Gov is in, in, in America in more ways than one. Super DeSantis. 
Super DeSantis, right? Dude's got a dude's got the ultra nuclear MAGA cape on. So we're going to talk about him. He won his primary down there. No surprise there, or as the French would say, no surprise there. Um, speaking of Florida, we do have some updates, such as it is on the Mar-a-Lago raid. Last night we reported to you guys that Trump had filed a motion, and which is good because we had been noticing a pattern that was kind of. Excuse me, why am I yawning? I just opened. <laughs> you need to gulp that coffee in the studio. <laughs> I literally start my day every day. By the time I get in here for the six o'clock show, I've already put in like 12 hours. So sometimes I'm a little tired. It's also super warm in here um, because we got a heat spell of humidity continuing here in San Diego County. So anyway, I'm dragging tail tonight. Between you so, and yeah. Ed Martin, there is never a <sighs> wasted moment. It, it, yes, true. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the James Brown of politics, right? Hardest working man in, in politics Indeed. today. But enough about Ed because this ain't his show. Let's talk about me. <laughs> All right. Last night on my show, the AK show, I reported to y'all that Trump filed the motion. I was glad because we've been documenting a pattern here that's like, you know, we got a saying in my family. We got a motto talking about it ain't getting it done. Okay. Literally, that's my family's motto. Okay. So we don't like people going about, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. Don't talk about it. Do it. Okay. DeSantis. Yeah. So he filed a motion where he was, he posed three questions to the government, which was basically like, you know, why are you doing this nonsense? It's a, you know, rhetorical questions because we know the U.S. government isn't going to admit to the weaponization of the government. But what was the most important? question and the purpose of the motion was that he wanted a special master, not just a master, a special master to be designated to reviewing the documents, to be deciding what should be, what what were they allowed to keep, what should be returned, what should the government, regardless of status, not be allowed to review because it falls under executive privilege. And I saw reports today that the judge who is going to review that motion will be a Trump appointed judge. It will not be good news. Yeah, that's good news. It will not be this Reinhardt guy that is trying to make himself with this squishy ruling of he denied. And so many of the conservatives took the bait, right? Oh, Reinhardt denies the government's request to keep the affidavit sealed. Look, the government knew that it was never going to stay fully sealed. This dude gave the government what they wanted, the power and the control to redact it. However, they wanted it to be. Look, this guy's in on the uh, on the, the game. You know, if you're if you're listening to somebody in conservative media telling you that this this judge is somehow backtracking or somehow not uh, putting his entire weight behind the Biden administration and the weaponized FBI, you haven't been paying attention for six years. Um, also. What was reported yesterday and with more detail today is John Solomon. And, you know, I, and, and John Solomon from Just the News, I haven't had him on my show since I believe it was the summer of 2019 because he predicted that Labor Day weekend uh, there would be indictments and against the FBI and those in the DOJ. And I was like, oh, you know, I, you know, I, I got to be careful 
he he might be he might have a have a tendency to get out ahead of his skis on some stuff here as the cool kids say well this is actually what he's reporting on yesterday has actually been documented to be true and he's reporting on the fact that as much as the Biden administration initially kept silent after the raid didn't say anything then they put forth statements through bobblehead Corrine Jean-Pierre that the White House knew nothing at all about anything that went on here John Solomon has actually documented the proof that not only did the White House know about this they've actually been directing it to the degree to where they actually were the ones who told NARAL or the the records archivist group you need to send this over to the FBI and they actually removed any executive privilege claim that Trump might make this is far worse and this is and, and so basically what the Biden administration has done is what they falsely accused Trump of with the phony Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment that he was using the office of the White House to try to target a potential political opponent, even though Joe Biden was not an opponent. There was documented corruption going on, according to Joe Biden himself on the video, documented with Burisma. Trump had every right as the executive to have investigations done that involved U.S. government corruption. This is flat out illegal and complete violations of Fourth Amendment rights. What's going on in Mar-a-Lago? I want you to listen to this clip by John Solomon as he talks about the White House facilitating the criminal probe against Trump. Clip one. Yeah, not only did they know, they were pushing the investigation. They gave the permission to the uh, National Archives to send the original boxes of documents that Donald Trump had sent back to the archives to the FBI. That launches the criminal investigation. They then give the archives the permission, Joe Biden's blessing, to waive the president's best legal defense by saying he can't claim executive privileges over this. The current president will not allow it to happen. All that occurs long before a grand jury drops a subpoena on uh, President Trump's lawyers in May and June and long before the raid. The Biden White House is at the ignition point of this investigation. And it's ironic because if you remember back in 2019 and 2020, it was the Biden Democrats that were complaining about efforts to start an investigation of Hunter Biden. Now they're caught doing the same thing, trying to push an investigation of their political rival, the opposition leader of the party likely to face him in 2024. Here's what's different. There was actual evidence. There was probable cause that crimes had been committed justifying an investigation of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And certainly there was in 2020 based upon the laptop, even if you didn't understand that there was corruption that had obviously gone on with the, with Joe Biden as vice president that he and it, for which he bragged about on video when he said that he he bragged that he withheld money from Zelensky, and I don't think it was Zelensky at that point, from Ukraine until they fired the prosecutor who was investigating his son. It was already documented corruption going on. They have absolutely no probable cause and never have that Donald Trump has ever committed a crime. None whatsoever. In fact, that's one reason why this is a Fourth Amendment uh, due process violation, because the government is not supposed to issue general warrants that basically say on the basis of nothing, we're going to show up at your door and spend nine and a half hours picking around until we find something that we can possibly use against you or plan it there. Or, well, yeah, uh, it, well, and well, that's that's a sideline concern that we have to have even if they don't plant anything that's a blatant violation of his fourth amendment rights donald trump did nothing in violation of anybody right anybody's rights he had every right as the chief executive of the united states of america to have concerns about past administrations and corruption that had gone on involving one of the most corrupt countries in the world the vice president's son 
was getting 80K a month from Burisma, some crappy Ukrainian energy outfit. And Joe Biden bragged, and and then then when he's under investigation, Joe Biden brags about getting the prosecutor fired. You dang right, that's probable cause of corruption having occurred. And Donald Trump had every right to investigate it. I tell you what, it, there was never any probable cause that Michael Flynn had done anything, and it was Joe Biden's idea in the summer of 2016 to actually use, I don't even remember what the term was, there had never been anybody prosecuted in the U.S. under this, um, I don't even remember the name of it, that, that they wanted to target Michael Flynn for. There was never any probable cause. Not only was there never any probable cause that he colluded with the Russians, they knew it was a lie because they knew Hillary Clinton had paid for the dossier to accuse him of what? Hiring prostitutes to pee on his bed? This is absolutely insane what's going on. And we don't have we don't have near enough of the Republican Party screaming about this, because let me tell you. We're going we're gonna to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about this Gretchen Whitmer fednapping plot. And the weight of the, de- the Department of Justice today and how not only was this a fednapping entrapment plot, but how what happened in a courtroom in Michigan railroaded to innocent men to, to where they are now facing a life term in the United States. Stay tuned. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Continuing the discussion about the weaponized FBI and the Department of Justice. Never in my life would I have thought that in the United States of America that my own government would be targeting me because of my politics. But it's true. Thank goodness we have uh, the top gov. We, we have some people that we can look to in this government that are saying, you know what? Not under my watch. I see clearly what's happening and I'm in your corner. In fact, I'm going to play this clip from, from Governor DeSantis. He actually mentioned what I'm not seeing many people talk about tonight, but it, it, including in conservative circles. And it's, you know, there's still too many conservatives saying that, oh, you know, it's, it's just a few at the top. No, it all the way goes down to the rank and file where it is incredibly rank and case in point is in Michigan. And before I give you guys an incredibly disturbing, disturbing update on the Gretchen Whitmer fednapping plot case, I want to play clip seven. Skins, play, please. So the FBI has a history now of weaponizing its power to go after people that it doesn't like. And not only have they done that in a variety of contexts, they went after Donald Trump as a candidate specifically with Russia collusion, even when he became president. And they were basically trying to drive him out of office based on a conspiracy theory. You've seen FBI agents falsify FISA applications to get surveillance on innocent Americans. We're seeing what's happening with this Michigan kidnapping hoax, uh, which is a total disaster for the Bureau. You look at what's happened with having FBI agents surveil parents going to school board meetings. Who would have ever thought that? So I think when, when Republicans look at that and they're upset about it, it's against the backdrop of all that conduct where basically these agencies have become the enforcement arm of one particular faction of our country against everybody else. And so that's why I think people are concerned about it. I haven't read the motion in terms of what was going on, uh, but clearly federal agencies in the past five, ten years have been weaponized uh, against people the government doesn't like. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. 
How many how many do we have in Republican leadership that so clearly have articulated that message? Just him. He's the only one I've heard even mention the Gretchen Whitmer fednapping plot. We've reported off and on on it, not to the degree in which uh, Julie Kelly has. I mean, she literally sits and has sat during all the hearings, motions, ever all the court happenings. Uh, I, I have mentioned that it, it's uh, this was the FBI has has not just worked bigger picture, as DeSantis said, they've worked to be an arm of the Democrat and a partisan agenda. In particular, their goal is to help change the outcome of elections and control the outcome of elections. And that's really what the, the Gretchen Whitmer October 2020 fednapping plot was all about. In the spring of 2020, the FBI at local levels, multiple field offices around the country, identified a bunch of people, cooked up, put up an FBI, a Facebook page, to, uh, that they created and sought to target a bunch of low-level, poor potheads. There, I said it, and I'm not, you know, saying everybody who does pot is potheads. I'm, 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 I'm clarifying who the individuals are that they targeted. They got this guy, this big Dan informant guy that they paid sixty thousand dollars in cash to, bought him a car, a laptop, and all this kind of stuff, and you know, and got him and and, and encouraged him to go out and basically create a plot that never existed. And as the months went on, it, you know, it, there's text, there was text messages and emails as months went on to where the FBI was like, look, you got to do something basically to get these guys engaged. How about we do this? Because these guys had no interest. They were, they were saying what these FBI informants wanted them to say so they could get some pot and get to sleep in the bed with another informant. It was obvious that these guys we're not we're not a part of any fednapping plot that it was the feds trying to cook it up right nevertheless we had Gretchen Whitmer come out doing commercial ads in October of 2020 saying that America don't vote for Trump look at what was planned for me by all these white supremacist militia groups by Trump it was nothing but a phony October surprise and in fact when it wasn't working the way they wanted it to work they they actually had another plan to try to do the same thing in Virginia over Governor Blackface there it was all phony so when they finally started to try these guys in the spring, they tried all four of them and two came out with a full acquittal and the other two became a mistrial. And the governor, the government decided to retry two of them. But in order to make it stick, they had to withhold exculpatory evidence. The judge refused to allow in recordings and text messages that clearly proved for the defense at one point the judge said in the middle of the trial according to julie kelly he stopped the defense from continuing their cross-examination of fbi agents and informants have you ever heard of that if you're a trial watcher let me explain to you you're not supposed to be giving it unless it's in in a virginia court like in virginia court to where they tell you both sides have a total amount of minutes and you know that going in and at the end of each day they tell you you know where you're at in in the number of minutes right and that's to keep that's to keep you know trials you know from going on for six months like we had with but that's not what what happened here there was no at the start of this trial to where prosecution and defense were both told here's how many minutes you get and you can't go over it no it's just in the middle of the trial the judge decides to tell the defense you're done here you're not allowed to ask any more questions it's blatant the judge weighing in 
to control the outcome of the election. When a juror was discovered to have bragged to co-workers that he intended to go and control the outcome of the election, that juror was brought into judges' chambers without counsel being in there of either side. The judge refused to allow anybody in there as he, as he interrogated the juror and sealed the records regarding that juror. The fix was in. They changed the definition and narrowed it in terms of what entrapment was. These men who were completely entrapped by the United States government are now facing life in prison. Completely railroaded by the U.S. government. That's what's going on in courts across the country. And the field special agent in charge over that field office in October of 2020 was promoted. And now he's the one who's been in charge of the January 6th commission. We don't know how many of those, how many of the same playbook was involved on January 6th because Miss Liz Lincoln Cheney in her January 6th commission refused to investigate and do a proper investigation of what went down. Like, for example, who was Ray Epps, who's all over video telling people to go inside the Capitol and was and was, quote, questioned behind closed doors, never brought in and questioned publicly and never charged with a crime. Meanwhile, Americans were charged who never even stepped inside the Capitol, never, never called for anybody going inside the Capitol. What's going on with the FBI and the Department of Justice is incredibly frightening. I am done with hearing about reining in the FBI. How do you rein in a law enforcement agency that controls the evidence against them? No, you have to just disbar it. They've got, they've got to be completely disbanded. The United States, we are a republic of states. Why do we ever have a federal police force? We never needed a federal police force. And here's the reason why. Every problem we have in this country right now is because of centralizing power over and over and over again and more and more and more into D.C. We should not have the uh, the EPA. We shouldn't have a Department of Education. Why do we have ATF? Why do we have FBI? Why do we have the CIA? When was the last time any of these in any of these organizations and in, in, in particularly in the IC community stopped Stopped a terrorist attack, stopped a mass shooting. They don't. Their entire role is to stop MAGA and stop an American first and stop those. In fact, they've got it in their documents that they consider domestic violence, domestic violence extremist to be those who, quote, want limited government, those who question the outcome of elections in which case Hillary Clinton should be, because for four years she was going around saying it was stolen from her. Uh, pretty much unless you go against their narrative, you're, you're an enemy of the state. You're literally. And more after the raid in Mar-a-Lago, more FBI whistleblowers have come forth. Now, you would think the left would love these whistleblowers, right? Just like they supposedly loved Eric Chimarella, who was the Ukrainian whistleblower. The spy that was implanted in, in uh, actually, we know it was, was Vinman, Colonel Chow Thief, who, you know, was spying on Trump and then fed the information to Eric Chimarella, who put it forth under the guise of being a whistleblower. But you would think that we, we and the, his name was never put out there, although everybody knows who it was. You would think that the left would love these FBI whistleblowers. But no, nobody's nobody's saying, hey, we got to make sure these people are protected and we got to be looking at what they're talking about here. So we knew that some FBI whistleblowers had come forth and already to uh, Chuck Grassley and others and said, look, we're being we're being incentivized 
to cook the books and pretend that there's more domestic violence extremism activity going on around the country. Since the FBI raid, 14 more FBI agents have come forward as whistleblowers. Basically saying that they're being threatened with their jobs if they don't open up files pretending that there's domestic violence extremists, i.e. Trump supporters that are DVEs across the country. So, no, I'm not interested. This involved, this goes all the way down to the bottom and all the way across this country. There's no reigning in the FBI. Get rid of it. You know what? I would, I would even go as far to say, Andrea, if you're a member of the FBI or the CIA and you see all this stuff going on, you're like, you know what? I don't want anything to do with this organization. I'm out. Yeah. At least quit. You know, I don't respect any of these. I don't respect any of these whistleblowers still on the take, still taking taxpayer money. They need to be, I, I say go public. Go public as a whistleblower. Show some courage. Show, show some guts. If you don't have enough guts to stand up and go public, you shouldn't be in the job as, as FBI. I mean, that, that, should be, that should be like character trait number one, that you've got the guts to stand up against a tyrannical government. If you don't have the guts to come forward and stand up against a tyrannical government, that in and of itself, all they're doing, these, quite frankly, these whistleblowers to me are proving why we need to disband it. It needs to be done at the state level. I heard somebody say that had a great idea today that, look, we've got strong states, state police agencies. They can come up with the idea of federal law enforcement has to do with interstate crimes. States can come up with their own arrangements and coordination between other states. And quite frankly, I mean, one one of the things we learned in 9-11 after all these years, the FBI and the CIA is they had no they had no cross communication of a no. So it's not like that's worked in. In the first place, it hasn't. We didn't even have our databases connected after all these years. We're getting nothing. We're getting not only are we getting nothing from the FBI in terms of actually doing their jobs, but they're just coming for us. Just coming for us. We got to take a break. We come back. We got to bring in Jesse Jane Duff. Is the Biden administration about to give more billions to the Taliban that was just hosting one of the masterminds behind 9 11? Well, that's the word on the street, and we're going to get Jesse Jane Duff's America's favorite gunnery sergeant. We're going to get her perspective on that and more. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. If you've been watching on uh, the Facebook live stream, you'll see that I'm wearing my favorite USMC t-shirt, only because I'm honored, as always, to have this amazing lady, America's favorite gunnery sergeant, Jesse Jane Duff. She's not just everybody's favorite gunnery sergeant, though. She's also... Trump 2020 campaign co-chair for Veterans for Trump, and she's an ambassador for America First Policy Institute, keeping all things ultra-nuclear MAGA babies. Hello, Jesse Jane Duff. Welcome back. Good afternoon, Andrea. It's great to be back. I mean, I'm thrilled to be here, but it's usually we always talk about something completely depressing and how screwed up the, the, the status of the Biden administration is. But bring it on. I'm ready to battle it. Let's well, go. well, that's because you are always battle ready. You're not like this new woke uh, version that we're seeing happening with some people in the DOD. But look, unfortunately, 
you know, um, some people might say that last week was the time to talk about and recognize the end of Afghanistan and the chaos. But I'm going to keep putting the spotlight on it because it was probably the worst military blunder. It, I know it was in, in my lifetime, if not in some ways in America's history. And then when I saw reports yesterday that there was whispers that the Biden administration is in discussions to gift the Taliban uh, billions of dollars. I thought I got to bring Jesse Jane Duff on to give her perspective on this Afghanistan chaos, what happened there after 20 years and, you know, the, the ongoing national security threat that we face. Your thoughts? There, the fact, the mere fact that there's any discussion by the Biden administration to return, I believe it's $3.5 billion um, to, to Afghanistan that apparently was seized after 9-11 is just absurd. Like we're growing, you know, it's, it's as if we've got two oars going forward and five going backwards. We, we really cannot seem to get it right with Afghanistan, let alone all the billions of dollars that we've sent over to the Ukraine. I mean, all of this money, but we can't even protect our own border, which mm-hmm. is just absolutely obscene and disgusting. You know, everything that the Biden administration does, I just have to question the motives and who behind it. Where is this money really going? Who is it enabling? Who is it supplying? When you realize that the Chinese have had absolute influence into Afghanistan because of the cobalt that is available there for them to build these electric batteries, you know, we're not hearing the environmentalists talk once about the mining of cobalt, let alone the child labor that is used in uh, the Congo for the cobalt. We just see everything is obviously somebody is owned. Somebody is owned in order to continually do deals with the very people that have killed Americans or want to see us dead. When we look at the Iran nuclear deal, when we look at all of the enabling we're doing with China, when we're not holding anybody accountable for uh, what happened last year Mm -hmm. when 13 U.S. service members were just murdered Mm -hmm. by a suicide bomber. And if you know anything it doesn't even take a military expert, doesn't even take anybody who has ever even served to know that why were those 13 young men and women who were not combatant Marines? These were not infantrymen. They weren't snipers. They were not people that normally would guard a perimeter. These were basically forces that were sent to help evacuate the Afghanis and our U.S. allies, which turned into a complete debacle, so much so that our perimeter was not secure and mm-hmm. we were able to see a suicide bomber get in there and not just kill the 13 Americans, 11 Marines, one corpsman and one U.S. soldier. They also killed hundreds of innocent Afghanistan, Afghanis in the same process. I mean, it, the world is just upside down. And the Biden administration never even acknowledged their deaths in his first State of the Union address, which was absolutely tragic. I, I, I can't imagine what is going on other than, you know, obviously with the seizure of these documents out of uh, Mar-a-Lago, it's because Donald Trump probably had mm-hmm. the very documents that they don't want exposed. Mm-hmm. He declassified everything from the Hillary corruption to probably the Russia, obviously the Russia gate. Everything got declassified. If we been following Cash Patel, he said that we declassified mm-hmm. all of it before we left that White House. Mm-hmm. They don't want the American people to know this. And when you look at Hunter Biden and all of the sleazy deals he did in China, the millions and billions of dollars that that family has profited off of foreign governments while Joe Biden was the vice president under Barack Obama, needless to say, 
Uh, he's selling artwork now, and we know that he's <laughs> making money off of that. Like, they don't know even when to stop off the crack pipe. You know, they don't even know when to stop the flow. But it's tragic to mm-hmm. think that there would even be consideration. I, I just looked it up before I got on, and it looks like the Biden administration is not moving forward with it. But I don't believe anything. I no, because, right, have. because... able the Taliban to rise again. Well, right, because, I mean, you know, Barack Obama sent, what was it, $400 million to Iran, you know, basically laundered money in the middle of the night. So they're just they're just going to hide it somehow. Look, you know, I, I, you know I, I'm struck by connecting the dots between everything that you just said. There is a pattern here of the Biden administration intentionally creating chaos and, and destruction and then acting as though spending money or something that they're going to do is necessary necessary in order to solve the problem case in point in Afghanistan they didn't have to go to use the Kabul airport there was so much they they created that chaotic situation in order to justify in my opinion bringing 150,000 unvetted Afghanis here while Americans were still trapped behind Taliban lines they didn't have to leave 80 billion dollars or whatever it was worth of military equipment and which was intelligence by the way Um, but but they did and so now the excuse is well we got to help them out because it's a humanitarian crisis. Well, you created that crisis. You told us the Taliban was now the good guys, right? Mean and, and meanwhile, Al Zahiri was roaming around, you know, Kabul. So I, I I believe that they will funnel the the billions of dollars to the Taliban in one way or another. When you talk at Ukraine, I think I, if I'm reading between the lines, I'm thinking you're agreeing with me that we, that that they actually paved the way and created the ability for for Putin to go into Ukraine. It started day one when he when he. He stopped the Keystone Pipeline and removed the sanctions against yeah. Russia. Well, now, why would the Biden administration want to do that? Well, a couple reasons. Um, how about it's a great way to cover up and make sure that nobody ever knows the truth about what the Biden, what Biden did as vice president in Ukraine and funnel money over there to this to this this country that is that's whose par- parliament members are all talking about how they're fighting for the new world order and i saw even cbs news reported jesse jane duff that only 30 percent of money that we're sending over there for military aid is actually making it to the military yet today they announced three more billion friday it was a billion so we're, who who are we giving yeah, this money to a lot of this money a lot of this money isn't even going to be accessible to the military over several years. So how long are they expecting this war to exist? How long are they expecting it to drag out? Look, nobody, I think, uh, nobody supports Russia invading Ukraine. But the United States was so effective in preventing this. There was an agreement. There was an agreement between Russia and the United States and the Ukraine that if the Ukrainian people disarmed their nuclear capability, the Russians would never invade. They signed that agreement. It happened under the Clinton years, the Bill Clinton years. We had absolute legitimate reason to ensure that the defense of the Ukraine went on after that. I'm not even talking about uh, military force. Simple things could have been done from the early onset Mm -hmm. of this where the, the Biden administration was dragging its feet, completely dragging its I don't even know that the aircraft 
that the Ukrainians are capable of flying ever got out of Poland because Poland didn't want to touch them because they didn't want to be accused of a, an ally getting engaged. And then they were going to send them to the U.S. air base over there. And then the U.S. got involved and said, no, we're not going to t- have them. So it's like, what in the heck are we doing? We're playing hot potato, trying to pretend mm-hmm. that we're not involved when we really are involved. We have actually fully funded this, but yet we have no control over the uh, destruction of the mm-hmm. Russian forces that are yeah. coming in. All I can say is, is that what is this? Another Cheney endless war? Is this another yeah. plan by the Bush era, the Cheney era, the, the Obama era that have all funded these endless wars? I mean, remember, we evacuated Iraq only to go right back. We were in Afghanistan 20 years. This is not how our U.S. military should be exhausted, destroyed, and corrupted with the military-industrial complex that's been talked about since World War II. Mm -hmm. Since World War II, we've talked about this, even in Vietnam. It went in there with the CIA operation that was essentially supposed to destroy the communist overthrow, and I can appreciate from the bottom of my heart that communism destroyed many, many lives. There's not one of us who doesn't have a Vietnamese friend that can tell us the horror stories that they went through to evacuate. But at the end of the day, how is it that the U.S. engagement stopped it? We didn't. Somehow it's more or less as if we have disabled our U.S. forces and we're slapping Band-Aids on on everything instead of putting tourniquets that cut them off and choke them off early on. And Donald Trump was the only president that didn't start new wars. Absolutely. You've got Dick Cheney getting out there, putting out that ad, that ad before his daughter saying that uh, Donald Trump is is the most destructive force for the United States. And I want to say, are you are you seriously not looking? in the mirror with the thousands of bodies that are on your hands and George Bush's hands. And that was my commander in chief when I served. And I supported everything because back then I actually believed them. And Mm -hmm. now I couldn't trust anything they do. And watching the Defense Department send those 13 Americans and more. There are many Americans that were seriously injured or wounded in that suicide bombing that we don't hear anything about. But to send them in unprepared, unable to defend themselves, we all saw the photographs of them. They were not dressed in a combat uh, attire. These young men and women were actually there just to help and assist to evacuate and they were they were lambs to slaughter, lambs to slaughter. And we also saw Joe Biden looking at his watch when oh. their caskets were being brought oh, back. Yeah, and, and multiple times, multiple times. Absolutely disgraced. There, we we have we have the midterms coming up, and and I'm I'm unhappy as Trump is with Mitch McConnell saying, you know, that oh, we may not keep control over the Senate if for no other reason, you know, then you know, well, and I know as long as we don't have the commander in chief, maybe we can't do anything. But you know, if we if we get control of the House and the Senate, we can stop spending, we can stop funding crap that's going to kill us we can actually you know maybe congress yeah if you get the house that's where the money that's where the checks are written if we get the house and we better have a nice domination of it because you got to be prepared for a few of those sleazeballs that'll sign over money every left and right who call themselves republican and i don't call them um, rhinos because rhino means uh, these are people that most of them overall uh liz cheney 
was a conservative. I'm not going to sit here and call her a rhino. She was a conservative. But what she did to impeach the sitting president of the United States was disgusting. It has nothing to do with being a rhino. A rhino is somebody who plays with the Democrats and spends like the Democrats and funds the Democrat pet projects, funds bigger government. Liz Cheney actually was very, very conservative on that level, but she was a warmonger. She was part of the neocon era, which was very popular among Republicans when I was coming up. The ranks in the Mm -hmm. Marine Corps, it was very popular for us to go in and think we could save the world. We've learned yeah. a valuable lesson that we cannot. We need to save ourselves. That's we right. need to get on our, our knees. We need to pray for redemption because we cannot redeem the rest of the world while we got all this corruption going on right in our own backyard with this current administration. We must save the House, get a conservative. Mitch McConnell, oh my God, I don't have any words. Well, and we don't, and day, unfortunately, we're out of time because, you know, it just goes by too quick when, when we have you here. But, girl, you just, right. you did some preaching tonight, and God bless you. And thank you for being here tonight, my dear. Everybody, take the hill. We've got a long way to go to get rid of Joe Biden. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Thank you for being here, honey. Stay tuned and come on back. And she's absolutely right. We've got to stop talking red wave. We've got to be fighting and fighting, fighting, recognizing that they're going to be doing everything they can to stop us from gaining power. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Whoo, are y'all cool down? After after a little session, a sesh with Jesse Jane Duff, I feel like I need a shot of Jack Daniels and a cigarette. <laughs> I don't drink Jack Daniels and I don't smoke. But if you did. <laughs> but if I did, I would feel like I needed that. <laughs> talk, talk about a shot of adrenaline. She just is. I just love her so much. It's interesting because we both do a lot of Newsmax and I'll be on Newsmax tomorrow morning from 8 to 9 Pacific like I do every week and... When she's on Newsmax, she's in her dress and her hair is all, you know, you even said you, she didn't look like you expect her to look. Not you at just all. looked her up. I mean, she, she, you know, she looks all poised and prim and all ladylike. And then you hear her on the radio, boom, boom, boom. Don't let it fool you. <laughs> um, Mitch, she's a firecracker. She's yeah, great. Mitch McConnell would not want to run in, 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 up against her in an alley, right? Maybe in the fetal position. Oh, my goodness. Imagine if he said this in front of her. Here was Mitch McConnell today and what he had to say about election fraud. Clip four. We have a very solid democracy. Um, Very little uh, election fraud. There is some. I mean, we've had people in Kentucky go to jail for that. It happens occasionally. But our democracy is solid. And I don't think of the things that we need to worry about, I wouldn't be worried about that. Andrew, you should feel great. It happens occasionally. Yeah. Oh, it's so rare. You know, we, yeah, we had a couple, we had a couple people in Kentucky that got arrested. How insulting to, to our intelligence. All, over 60% of Democrats after 2020 felt that there was fraud that took place. Now, I get that Mitch McConnell is looking at CNN polls from yesterday that said that, according to Democrats, threats against democracy is their number one voting issue. And he was dumb enough to believe that and then respond accordingly because he doesn't care anything at all about what's going on with our elections in this country. And all he cares about is retaining power. He knows good and damn well the fraud that took place in 2020. But the Republican Party establishment is in on it. They don't care. They were happy 
to get rid of Trump. And they're mad that he is still controlling the outcome of elections around this country with the fact that his endorsements continue to win everywhere. Shame. Shame on you, Mitch McConnell. There's fraud taking place all over in a variety of different forms, whether it's in the forms of mules and mail. In fact, there was an article today that mail-in ballots from 2020 was discovered at a USPS facility in Baltimore today. So don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining, man. Kentucky, get rid of him. Why are you still voting for that fool? Stay tuned. we got another hour coming up. Darius Mayfield's going to be here to talk about his new documentary, Crisis at the Border. Was he poisoned? But from the cartel, stay tuned to find out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.